I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show for Wednesday, February 5th, 2014. I am super excited to be here today. I mean, it is just an amazing time for us here at the Cocoa Express Show Network because it is Relationship Remedies time and they have a topic to discuss today and I think I should just sit down and take notes because I'm not very well versed at this particular subject matter even though I've experienced it. And we have an amazing crew. We have Dr. Linda, we have Hank, and we have a special guest, Doug. So they're all going to be talking about a subject matter that is very interesting, unique, and it has a sheer of complexities um, like none other. So please allow me the opportunity to switch on over to Relationship Remedies for Us. It's about me. It's about you. It's about us. It's about Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linda Owens-Wiley and Hank's Join Us. Hey, peace and blessings. I'm Dr. Linda Wiley. Welcome to Relationship Remedies for Us. This is the place where we discuss hot topics related to relationships. So bring us your questions, concerns, your comments, and, of course, your open mind, because we're all about healthy relationships. Because this is the month of February, we decided that one of the things we would do would be talk about love. You cannot get through February without talking about love, because of Valentine's Day, Clearly, this is the month of love, so we want to do that. And we're going to flip the script a little bit because normally when you talk about Valentine's Day, the focus is on women. Now, I'm not complaining, and I'm not trying to take the focus off of my sisters out there, but normally it's the woman who gets the gifts, she gets the flowers, the candy, taken out to dinner or the romantic concert. And, brothers, if you haven't been thinking, I'm throwing out some good ideas and suggestions for you but normally that's the focus on Valentine's Day. We here at Relationship Remedies for Us decided let's look at the brothers. What are we doing to focus on our men? Because men are often overlooked, misunderstood, taken for granted, disrespected, and it really is time to flip the script. So let's start out by hearing what Angie Stone has to say about brothers. 
Decide to give brothers some respect this month. I'm I so give glad. brothers respect every month. I, I give brothers <laughs> respect every month. I am so about? glad. I don't. I don't know what happened over the last between last month and this month. But I'm so glad. <laughs> Whatever happened, uh, I it needs to happen next month too. Every month. However, <laughs> let's be clear now. See what I'm talking y'all about? Got, y'all, I know y'all, what's do, y'all I know have what's to coming. maintain. <laughs> you, you have to earn it and maintain it. I just don't be giving out props and respect for no apparent reason. Come on now. Something, something happened. You even playing Andrew Stone for us now. So something happened in the last one of this month. <laughs> now, okay, I'm going to come completely clean, and I'm going to let everybody know that 15 minutes ago I was tripping because I was like, okay, I haven't heard from Hank. I know he's got a show out in uh, L.A. He's out doing his thing, and I'm so happy for him. But I haven't heard to know if he's actually going to be able to make it for tonight's show. So I was freaking out. I was like, where is Hank? I've been trying to reach him, and I should have known. So I stand corrected because you have never failed me. And as I said, you understand, you're supportive, you're all that good stuff. So I appreciate you. I- I'm appreciate you this month. Write it down. I'm appreciating you. Uh- 
Coco, make sure you record this because I'm sure by the end of the show she's going to be saying something quite different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you don't say nothing stupid, good. I'll be all right. I'm just don't say nothing stupid. Well, 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 we know, well, we know I'm going to say something stupid, so let's go and just write that on off right now. <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> Thank right. you. I look forward. I look forward to you know. I look forward to this every. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm on that three hour difference, so it's kind of it kind of threw me. But I, I wanted to make sure I was on time. So thank you. Thank you for Appreciate always. Um, you know, thank you for all everything that you do, Linda. Because Dr. Owens, you you know, Dr. Linda, you you're just incredible. I mean, you you my sweetie. I promise you, you my sweetie. Outside the month of February. Oh, that's so special. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. We do. We've got a long uh, long history, and it's a good one, and so we'll just keep that going. But listen, we're going to talk tonight about how do you love a black man, and I think that that is so relevant. And even though we're putting the black in there, certainly what we talk about will apply to most men everywhere. I just happen to have a special affinity for black men, and I do believe that there probably are some nuances to how you treat a brother versus how you treat somebody else. So all comments and opinions are welcome. If you want to get in on this conversation, you can reach us at 347-637-2319. I'll give that to you again, 347-637-2319. Or you can always send an email to Coco Express show, all one word, at gmail.com. So, hey, I went back to the book on this one. You know, back in the late 90s, Dr. Ron Elmore wrote a book, How to Love a Black Man. He also did one on How to Love a Black Woman, but he wrote How to Love a Black Man. So I went back to the book on this one, and I looked at some of the stuff that he said, and so I'm going to run some of this by you. Now, he said, beyond hope, high standards, and way beyond reality dwells a mythological figure, the ideal black man. He is absolute perfection personified. No woman has actually seen him, though some women thought they had, only to discover that they have been sadly mistaken. And so the way he describes them, he says, women will sometimes idealize the black man and say he's incredibly fine, but totally unaware of it. He's built like Adonis, but never stuck at the gym. He's sensitive and gentle, but not too gentle, not a wimp. He's completely honest, but won't tell me anything that hurts. He's totally unselfish, but remarkably independent, doesn't need anybody. He's financially secure, but doesn't have to invest time in staying that way. He's intelligent and well-educated, but never acts proper. He's sexually dynamic, but only in the mood when I am. He's highly spiritual, but keeps his God in his place. He's articulate even eloquent, but sounds black, never white. He's able to solve every problem, but not a know-it-all. And he's completely dependable, never disappoints, but not predictable. So, Ashley, before you chime in, let me go to Aurelia. What do you think about that list? Do you know women who idealize men and believe that there's somebody out there who can fit this criteria? Yeah, Denzel. <laughs> Denzel with that ideal black man go down there. Yeah, Denzel probably he checks off. <laughs> yes. So so Ron might have been wrong. There there is an ideal black man out there. Somebody just grabbed him before we got to him. But you know, it, it's so real that many times women have in in their heads 
who this guy is, and so that's who they're looking for, and no matter what, nobody else is ever going to measure up. And so every time they meet a good brother, he doesn't make the cut because you can't check all the boxes when it comes to this ideal black man. Anything less is a disappointment. Now, present company notwithstanding, you know, we're going to bring Doug on in a minute. we got Hank on the line. We're not saying that y'all don't check all the boxes, but... uh that's sort of what. So, so Hank, tell me. I know you got something to say. What do you think about that list? Well, you know, I don't think anybody's going to ever check up all uh, check up off on all of the items. And I, you know, and I think the flip side is, if there was a list, uh, I'm sure if there was a compatible list for females, there would not be a sister that. I think you have to make sure you get your deal breakers there. Yeah. And whatever your deal breakers are, the ones that you won't compromise. But none of us are going to be all of those things, you know. And 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 if you are, how long can you maintain all of those things? Exactly. You know that's that's another uh, another uh, you know element to it. Um, I, I, I but I believe I believe um, if I'm the right person, all the items, all of those items that you read, Doc, will I will measure up on them because I'm the right person. You know, I believe you know the wrong man can't do nothing right, and the right man can't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the right man, you know, if I'm the right man, those things. In some cases, some of them might not be as important because you see me as the right person. Yeah. And I don't know and if I, I, I stated all, your issue, but. Well, well no. I mean, you, you got there. but I, And I think that they're all kind of relative, <laughs> I mean, to your point. So, like, say, sensitive and gentle. What my mm. measure of sensitive and gentle might be could be totally different than what Aurelia needs in terms of being sensitive mm. and gentle. And so if you're the right one for me, then that means mm. you, meet, you meet my need with respect to being sensitive and, and gentle and those kinds of things and, you know, incredibly fine. I mean, that's in the eyes of the beholder. So, again, mm-hmm. somebody that one woman might pick, I might not be attracted to, but my man is going to be incredibly fine in my eyes. And so I think one of the things that women need to do, if we truly are going to love a black man, you have to level set and stop looking for this fantasy, but first understand who you are as a woman and what you need and what kind of brother it's going to take to meet that need. And then once you get that good fit, then you can begin to go down some of these other lists with respect to how do you love a black man. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree, and I just don't think everybody's going to add up, but I think, again, the wrong man can't do nothing right and the right man can't do anything wrong will give you the majority of those things. You know, because I might, you know, if I'm the wrong person today, you know, sometimes things change. You know, I was all of those yeah, things. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring that up. I, you, you've been the right man who could do nothing wrong, and you've been the wrong man who could do nothing right at exactly different points right. in my life, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I just need to know where I am today. Just I don't where know I yet today. either. Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. I don't okay. know where you are today yet either. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, it usually changes. <laughs> even in the, it, it also changes in the show, too. By the end of the show, I could have been oh, the right yeah. man at the beginning. At the end, I you know, I couldn't be no right. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you were the right man when you got on the line because, uh, like I said, I was like, dang, is he going to make it or is he not? So just don't say nothing stupid to be all right. So <laughs> let me ask you a couple questions here. Um, we had some friends on Facebook. And when put the question to them, one woman said, in response to how do you love a black man, she said, honor and respect him. And she said, if you're married, you make sure your home is a safe sanctuary, free of all the strife and abuse he received, laboring and providing for his family. So she said, honor and respect him. What, is, what does that look and feel like for you? How do you, how do you know when a woman is, is honoring and respecting you? 
Mm, I think I think I think it's real simple. I think it's the 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 small things. I mean, it's with her girlfriends. It's not a whole lot of uh, bashing. Um, I think you know, it's the it's the little things like when you go to a party. You know how she holds on to you or wants to fix your plate and and how you know when and I think from the flip side of it is how I open the door and, and pull out your chair. I think it's a small thing. When people you know, I think we can wrap a lot of this stuff into money and and uh providing a big house and giving you a fancy car, but that could you can have all those things and people can still disrespect you by not treating you with respect in public. You know, and, and behind closed doors, not not using abusive language towards you. I think to me, that's respect. Yeah, I agree. I know one of the things that I read um, said something about find something about him to believe in every day, and I think that is so important. You know, we already said nobody's perfect, so don't look for the perfection, but find something about him that you can believe in every day because I think everybody, but particularly men, I think like to have that, that stroking going on. They like to know that my woman is behind me. She believes in me no matter what, and I think it's important for us to do that, and I think women, you know, we will show love in proportion to how much belief we have in you, and so many times when a woman is not very expressive with her love, there's an underlying root somewhere of she's not honoring him, she's not respecting him, she's not believing in him, and as a result of that, she's not able to fully love him. So there's just a lot of stuff going on, but I want to make sure we get our guests into this conversation. So tonight we have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Doug Minter. Doug is an executive with the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. He's also a speaker, a writer, a mentor, a friend. The list can go on and on and on. So, Doug, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. Um, It is definitely an honor and a privilege to be the backup man uh, uh, you know, and see, Hank, I got to edify you, my brother, because before she gave you all those glowing and, and well-deserved comments, she was frantically calling me as the backup man. So I don't know what that means, but I will I honor my role as the backup man, and, and it's an honor to be here. See, oh, now, see, see, Hank understands that every man can only be the backup man to him. We we've got that established, so that's that's mm-hmm. good. That's uh, good. Clean that up well, Doctor. <laughs> I know that's not what she said. Send me the text because I know she was calling me some other names in the text messages she sent you. Yeah, I'll, I'll share. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, Doug, a little bit about you. I gave just a, a quick overview, but tell us a little bit about you and what you do, and then I'm going to. Uh, Put you on the hot seat, give you a chance to tell us a little bit about how to love a black man. Well, you know, I you know, I just consider myself a world citizen. I love to learn and um my grandfather and my father just taught me to love and I was born on Valentine's Day, so you know, I get it honest. I get it honest. I get it honest. So I you know, I think I think it's so important for us to edify other people, to have fun to be enthusiastic um, about sharing love as much as you possibly can to break your neck, to sacrifice, to show other people love, um, because that's what we need. It's simple. It may be cliche, but I truly believe it. It's in my DNA, and, and, and I think that's so important. We need that, especially with all the things that are going on in this world. I think you have to constantly give love. 
I really appreciate it. It was kind of funny. I was listening to the Angie Stone song, and it, it made me feel good because very few songs, most of the songs that are out there bashing me, and you cheated mm-hmm. on me, you broke my heart, you did this. Okay, but what did I do that was that was good? You right. know, show me my quality. Show me something good. Show me something positive. And I challenge people to be positive um, and look at the positive spin on things. Yeah, I appreciate that because I agree with you. I think we do spend a fair amount of time uh, bashing. It goes both ways, but but because women talk more and women talk about relationships more, I think more often you hear women doing the bashing toward men. And so we we ought to take the time to admonish our men in this way, raise them up and admire them on an ongoing basis. But certainly we can we can take some time out during this month of love and do that. And so it's all good in that respect. Let me ask you guys a couple of questions. I want to know, so you know that relationships can be very volatile. And from your perspectives, what are some of the things that women do that you think men in general find as turnoffs? What are some of the turnoffs? I conversation rules the nation. And and I learned that from a black woman, um, a long time ago and and that conversation has to be directed towards moving the relationship or the love or the friendship forward. It should never be about now mm-hmm. I truly believe that the past, and and I got this from Dr. Wayne Dyer, anybody that wants to learn about how to really love holistically needs to to be a student of Dr. Wayne Dyer. He he is amazing. And he teaches about the shift, of shifting your thought thought process and your psyche towards love, towards the love that's in you and, and, and the creator. Um, and and I really believe that we have to get to a point where our conversation is edifying. Even when it's negative, it should be edifying. Yeah. And if you're not having a, a conversation that at the end of the day is edifying towards both of you, even if it's on a tough topic, then all you're doing is bashing or venting. It's negative. So try to have a positive stance. What did we learn from this conversation today? What did we learn? Because the gossip, man, that's that's I don't I really don't understand gossip because all that is is distraction about yourself. If you gossiping about someone else, then obviously you're not doing what you need to do because you're trying to elevate yourself with negativity. That's what gossip people. I'm trying to elevate myself. Through the negativity, negativity. Of, someone like of someone else's situation, you can't elevate yourself with negativity. That's that's insanity. Yeah. I like that, and it's so true, and there is so much gossip that goes on, and that's where all the bashing and everything else comes in, and, and you're right. You know, it's an attempt to, to elevate self, so that's good. Hank, what's the turn off for you? Oh, Lord, let me buckle up. I can just imagine what you're about to say. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. I think Hank had to sign off. Uh-oh. Yeah. He had to leave us? Okay. Yeah, he had to leave us. Um, all right. Maybe he'll jump back on. Um, all right, so that's good. So we got some, some turnoffs, and, and I agree. Conversation, I wrote that one down, too. Conversation rules the nation. I think that is good. I definitely agree that we need to always be moving forward, and I think we've gotten to a point 
in all kinds of relationships, not just romantic relationships where there's not enough of that going on, not enough edifying. I see it in the homes when I'm doing coaching with couples. I see it in um, at the workplace. Uh, you can see it sometimes even in church relationships. You know, there's not enough edifying. There, there are people backbiting, whether it's about other church members or the pastor or whomever it might be, and so that is a good one to keep in mind. Um, I got had a friend that I asked to chime in, and he sent me a text. He said, a black man wants to be loved but needs, and he put needs in all caps, needs to be respected, appreciated for things he doesn't even think about but that he willingly provides as a man. I like that. And he also said his responsibility is to guide, guard, and humbly govern. And so I think so much of the time we do get hung up on what some of the differences between loving and respecting and honoring, that kind of thing. And even when you think about uh, biblically, you know, Scripture even tells you that a man is to love his wife, but a woman is to respect her husband. And so the fact that uh, this friend put it in caps that the man needs to be respected is something we need to think about. So if you're listening, women, please hear what they're saying. And if you've got a comment, the number to call is 347-637-2319. So, Doug, here are a couple of things that I think are right up your alley because I know you're working on a project that uh, I want you to share with us. But a couple of the things that Elmore mentioned is he said that um, in terms of how to love a black man, demand respect and model self-respect. And he also said for women, uh, never be too easy to get. And so I know just the conversation that you and I have had that you have taken on a project with respect to teaching women how to present themselves to men. And so I don't think that takes the focus off of what we're talking about because if you're going to love a a black man, you need to know how to come correct to that black man. So tell us a little bit about that project and some of the things that you're helping women to understand when it comes to presenting themselves. Yeah, we we have a philosophy that is basically around three words. You are quality. You Mm -hmm. are quality. And and it's, it's a kind of an interesting thing, but we want to teach um, young women, and this applies to any woman, but we're, we're trying to teach young women, you are quality. So if you know that you are every single thing that you need, everything that you need is inside you, all you have to do is be that and how to express yourself in ways that are going to attract the kind of people that you need. Um, we, I know that you've probably heard the term that blood uh, seeks out blood. Mm-hmm. You know, like-minded people gravitate mm-hmm. towards like-minded people. Yeah. So if you are attracting the wrong types of people in your life, the wrong types of brothers, the wrong types of men, then you've got to stop that got to stop okay, now cycle. stay right there for a minute because we need to stay on that point for a moment because lots of times, whether I'm doing seminars or coaching or whatever I might be doing with women, so often that's where a lot of the, the bashing and stuff comes in. Women will put down brothers for behavior and attitudes and all types of things, and I think they miss the point that you just made. Like attracts like. 
Water speaks its own level. All of those little cliches are true. And many times what you're getting is in direct response to the vibe that you're putting out. So say a little bit more about that. It, it, it's definitely true. For instance, you know, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not a weave kind of person. I, I don't like, I want women to be their authentic self. Yeah. Whether you are, you know, you have fine hair, kinky hair, whatever that may be, be your authentic self. The further you get away from your authentic self, the less you are going to attract the authentic person that matches your authentic self. Mm. Now, that's, that's basic. Now, I'm not against, now, you know, I understand in the summertime you might want to get your braids and it's easier to deal with in the hot sun and you want to swim and all that. That's cool. But as a general rule, you want to be your authentic self, not just Yeah, and I mean, there's a difference between your hair. Your I, hair doesn't make or break you. Okay. Right, that, and that's, that's, that's not, what I was going to say. I hear you on the on the hair and stuff like that, and I think that most women um, who are secure in who they are and confident in who they are can pull off little bits and pieces, like you said. So maybe you can rock a certain style for a while. Maybe you can deal with the, the uh, fake eyelashes. Maybe you, there are pieces that you can do as long as you know that they are enhancing you and not defining you. And as long as you don't have everything fake and false from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. If you're not trying to be someone other than who you are, but just maybe, you know, rocking a style for a little bit. So I think there, I, I just wanted to emphasize that because I don't want women to hear that as, oh, so you're saying I can't dye my hair or I can't. No, that's not what's being said. What's being said is just don't lose yourself in some right. of the images that the styles and things will have you to wear. So. Right, and then the same goes true for for church, for where you go, the places you go to. They should match with you who you are and who your, your authentic person is because that's mm-hmm. what men are looking for. We're looking for authenticity. Yeah. We're not looking for anything that's not real. Okay. We, we really aren't. I don't hear a brother saying, man, I'm looking for the girl with the most silicone. I'm looking for a girl with the fake <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the girl with the fake car note. I mean, we're not looking for that. We're looking for a sister that is what she is because men men are attracted to just real beauty. Um, you know, I challenge brothers. I, I said, you know, I, I had an opportunity to go to Toronto, Canada. And there you got multiple, multiple nations of women mm. from every corner of the globe. I don't know that I ever saw um, the fakeness. You know, very little okay. makeup. It, you know, makeup there is not vogue. Not that they don't use it, but it's just not the first thing that you see. And you saw their, the, you saw women from every nation in their authentic beauty. And it was so refreshing. It was so refreshing. That's good. That's really good. Um, we had a comment, Facebook comment from Diane who spoke to a black male friend of hers, and he said, I need a lady who will be truthful with me but have uh-huh. compassion and kindness towards me. And I just thought about that because part of the truthfulness is being authentic. You have to be authentic in order to be truthful in that regard. But then it goes a step further because 
telling men the truth um, is important, you know, not trying to lie, not trying to be deceptive. And that's what we're saying, you know, be you, and if there's something about you that you're not proud of, don't try to hide that thing. Eventually, everything that happens in the dark comes into the light. He's going to know about it, so why not just be upfront about it? And if it's something that's a turnoff for him, then okay, better to find out early and keep it moving. And so that's one side of the truthfulness. The other side is to truly express to him things that he's doing well, things that maybe you don't like or wish he would do differently, but do it with compassion and kindness because so much of the time we might get caught up in how we say things that it comes across cutting him instead of correcting him, helping him, uplifting him, that sort of thing. So I thought that was a a good quote from Diane's friend, you know, I need a lady who will be truthful with me but have compassion and kindness towards me. Yeah, but here's one of the difficulties um, when you say things like that. You know, treat your man with respect, treat your man with kindness, and, and edify him and respect him. We've heard those things. The, the difficulty becomes what does that look like in a specific tactic? Well, yeah, and that's where the conversation comes in. Way, yeah, and that's, that's where you have to be self-aware. It's not so much learning about the other person's ways or learning how to talk to the other person. It's really about being totally self-aware to the point that, hey, when it gets late at night or I've had a long day, sometimes I get cranky. You know, and if a a woman can say, you know what, this is what's going to happen when I'm cranky. Don't tell me all the – don't be great at being so respectful that you don't tell me the bad side of you. Speak right. to me directly about, you know what, when I say these things or when I look this way, it's because I'm cranky, I'm tired. We just want to understand why. We're okay with you being mean. We're okay with you having a bad day. We're okay with crankiness. It's when you don't explain it. It's when you don't tell the brother, look, this is how I am and this is how I'm going to react to things. This is just who I am today. I will try to be better, but this is who I am. And and those specific nuggets really help uh, a brother understand because a lot of times, you know, women are uh, emotional vessels. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I don't think we explain things enough. You know, I've, I've heard all my life, you know, women are the lesser vessel. Well, that's in the Bible. What does that mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're less. It just means that the DNA of your body has different weak points than the DNA of a man. And the DNA of a man has different weak points than that of a woman. All that means is the vessel is different. That means you have hormonal issues and emotional uh, uh, things that we don't deal with not in the way that you deal with them. And sometimes we think of that as weakness, and it's not. It means you are ever as strong, if not stronger, than a man. I truly believe that. Any woman that gives, a woman can can make a child and go through childbirth. Okay. I don't know too many brothers trying to deal with that, bro. So, I want to. Uh, I want to see it just to, you know, I, I wanna see it just to see how y'all deal with it. But but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know that I'm trying to push and breathe and I know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of I'm good. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tap out. 
I'm going to tell you what I'm going to first one. I tried to tap out. It didn't work. It didn't work. But um, <laughs> I want to go back to some of what you were saying, though, because when you talk about what does that look like, it looks different for different people. And that yes, made me does. think of the work that um, – Chapman did for the five love languages, and I think there's lots of truth in that too. So when you, you know, real quickly, they are uh, words of affirmation, which basically means encouraging, uplifting, telling people things. You know, don't show me, but say it. I need to hear it. Another love language is quality time. So we were talking about conversation. That means when you're spending time with me, I want your undivided attention. It's different than sitting on the couch together watching television. No, it's turning the television off and let's have a conversation. That's how you find out what somebody likes and doesn't like and what are their hot buttons. That's when you have the conversation. It means when we're in the restaurant, don't pull out your phone and be checking the scores or checking Facebook, or but look at me across the table and have conversations. So that's quality time. Another one is receiving gifts. There are some people who don't feel loved unless you're giving them something. And it, it might be something store-bought, but it could also be something that you made. It might be the gift of yourself. I mean, there are different things, but there are some people who like to receive. A fourth one, then, would be acts of service, and that's doing things that you know would please that person. So even though it might not be something that you would want to do or that you enjoy, you do it for the joy of the other person. It might be things like getting up extra early to cook his breakfast in the morning before he goes to work or fixing his plate for him or, you know, if Hank was still on the call, one of Hank's pet peeves that we're always uh, talking about is Hank, when he opens the car door for a woman and then he walks around to his side, he loves it if that woman leans over in the car to at least attempt to open the door from the inside for him. And I wish he would tear because I give him grief over that all the time. But that's an act of service, so that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and then yeah. the last one is physical touch. And so physical touch doesn't mean let's just have sex. Physical touch could be holding hands. It could be just that little peck on the cheek as you pass by me. It might be you know, giving me a massage or a neck rub, those kinds of things. So it's important to know if that brother that you're trying to love, if his language is words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, or physical touch. Because for the most part, we love people out of who we are, not out of who they are. So whatever my love language is, I love that way, but that may not necessarily be what the other person needs to receive in order to feel loved also. So, yeah, what you were talking about there was real good, and it just reminded me of all the love language stuff. That's a wonderful book, and I think um, it would serve couples well to get a hold of it and find out what each other's love language are so you could start loving people the right way. Because, you know, again, I talk about how, relationships fail primarily for one of two reasons. Either you're loving the wrong person or you're loving the right person the wrong way. So if you've got the right person and it's not flowing the way it should, chances are you could be loving that person the wrong way. Important there is uh, uh, because uh, the acts of service and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, physical touch, those are my love languages. Those are my primary love languages. And I think when you're dating, you have to be very self-aware and you have to communicate that to the other person and be inquisitive about mm-hmm. what's your love language. Yeah. You know, and, and I and think most people don't know what their language guess is. Guess what? When you go out and buy a car, you go out and buy a car, guess what? The finance company know your love language. 
<laughs> they know your credit. They know your uh, address. They know, they know everything every, about they know every kind of language and, you speak. And we don't spend the 20. And you can download the Love Languages app for free and take the quiz. Yeah. And and we don't do those things. And those, so those are really, I think that is a beautiful thing to do. And it, it to me, that's a main filter. That I yeah, have really to know what, what a person's love language is if I'm going to deal with them. It's critically important. Aurelia, you have any comments for us? Anything that any listeners have emailed in or called yeah. in and shared with you that you need to share? Okay. Um, I have somebody who wants to dial in right now, and um, I'm going to get him on the line as well. But um, he and his wife were having this conversation as well, and he basically wants to um, say that he wishes that he heard it more often that he gets to, he doesn't feel that he was ever appreciated enough. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he said, I feel like I have never quite received the props, love, appreciation that I should have. Okay, and I'm going to try to dial him in and see if I can get him to join us. So um, okay. if you hear noise in the background and stuff like that, that's just me trying to get him. Okay. okay. You know, and I would hear that a lot when I would uh, counsel couples or do some coaching with couples, many times people feel unappreciated. And, again, some of it goes back to the love language thing, but then sometimes we allow ourselves to get so busy with our routines that we neglect those who are closest to us. And so you fall into that trap of, oh, well, he knows I love him, so I don't have to say or do that anymore. And that's wrong. You need to realize that if you're not saying it and doing it and he needs it, Somebody else may come along and say it and do it for him. And so always, always show the the props, the love, the respect, and don't allow other things to become so important that they steal the time that you would normally be spending with that other person. They call that, I think, where people should sit, where you should emotionally feel is an uncomfortable comfortability. Hmm. You should be somewhat uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. And that uncomfortability should express itself in appreciation. You, you should always be like, hey, you know, I was really busy today, but understand all day long I've been trying to send you a text to tell you I love you or I, 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 you have been on my mind, I meditated on you, I was praying for you. You know, let someone know uh, constantly how you feel. Exactly. And speak to their love language. Exactly. Know. You should be in love with the person you love for your whole notes. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My uncle was a great example of this uh, before my aunt passed away for 40-something years. Every mm. Thursday, he would give her fresh-cut flowers. Wow. And I don't That's care if nice. he was out of town. I don't care what happened. He would send somebody else in the family say, go down to the floors. I got an account over there and go pick up the flowers. That's nice. And it gave her something to look forward to every Thursday. Yeah. Every That's Thursday. a good thing. And I think a lot of those little rituals have been lost. You know, even if you have to put it in your phone on your calendar to remind yourself, you don't have to let the other person know that's what you're doing, but do whatever it takes to sit, to get those reminders so that you constantly show the same love because whatever it took to get them is what it's going to take to keep them. Don't start giving that stuff up. So. You pay that utility bill at the first of the month. Why can't you get a fresh cup for hours? Yeah. Or why can't you, uh, you know, do that extra uh, thing you do for your man? 
right. you know, every Wednesday. So I think we have a, a caller on the line. Vince, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Vince, welcome to the show. What's going on, bro? Well, how you doing? I'm so, all right. Good. What's your question or your comment for us? Oh, I, I don't have anything. I'm just listening. Just kind of try to dial in, kind of enjoy what's going on. Okay. Here. Good. Well, if, right. if we get off point, you let us know and kind of steer us back where we need to be. <laughs> but we oh, appreciate okay. you listening and hanging out with us tonight. I'm going to um, shift gears just a little bit because there's a song that I want Aurelia to play, um, Where I Want to Be by Donnell Jones. And the reason I want her to play that one is I think if you listen, the brother will tell you what he needs. I think when a man settles down and decides, I want to spend the rest of my life with that woman, he believes that, and he's sincere, so don't let anything mess it up. Don't make him have to guess what you want. Tell him what you want. Don't make him have to express all the time what he needs. Learn what he needs and give him what he needs. So I want us to just listen to Donnell Jones as he sings Where I Want to Be. Baby girl, a message Can I be coming home? I'd rather be alone She doesn't fully understand me And I'd rather leave Than cheat If she give me some time I can be the man she needs But there's a lot of love inside of me And we've been together since
I love that song. I mean, it's just so sincere. He just poured out, poured out his heart. And I love what he talks about, how he has lots of love inside of him. And I think that is so true. Black men are so loving. You just have to find the right man and learn how to tap into it because I think it doesn't come easily for all of them to express love. But when they find a woman that they're so comfortable with, they just pour out the love, and it's just endless. And one of our Facebook friends, Melanie, um, in answer to the question of how do you love a black man, said, be his soft place to fall. And that, to oh, me, is wow, just absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I, I love that's that. And I think, yeah, that, that's because what black I think men, y'all are looking at for. At the end of the day, I think men, period, uh, especially black men, with, with what we face in this country, uh, we don't want you to take our kindness for weeks. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to cry, express all those emotions that you want, the sensitivity that you want, but you do have to be that safe place. You got to be our haven. You got to be that yeah. one. And it has to be sacred. So when I lay my soul down and I lay everything that I have down, I know that that's not being put out in the street. That 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 that's sacred. Is yeah. you protected? Is it? Men want to be protected just like women do. And I think men, we spend so much time physically and financially uh, protecting our families and our women that they, they sometimes they forget to protect us, to protect our spirits. Mm. And it's not about the ego. It's not about supporting his ego. It's about supporting his spirit. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing, and I think you are so right. And and I've learned um, that once you break that for a man, you may never get it back again. And not only will you probably never get it back, but it's going to take a while before any woman who comes after you is able to get to that sweet spot in him again. Because once he bears his soul like that and it's been wounded, it goes into a deep, dark place, and it may never come out again. So we as women have a lot of responsibility in that area. It's up to us to, as you say, protect that, nurture it, but protect it at the same time. And it's kind of hard to do because it's it's hidden and you can't really get to it, but you've got to nurture it even though you can't really get to it and you have to protect it. And I think particularly women who are mothers of sons have to start early conditioning sons to know what to uh, to expect and how to respond. And pieces of information that our producer Aurelia found for us was there are four C's on how to love a black man, and they are be his cheerleader, his conditioner, his co-pastor, and his conspirator. And I thought those were all very appropriate and very fitting with respect to what we're talking about. So um, we're, we're almost out of time. We have about nine minutes left. So you still have a chance to get in on the conversation. The number to call is area code 347-637-2139. Good conversation, though. I, uh, I'm enjoying all of this. We have another listener comment. I think the best way to love a black man is to date men of different races. Now, that's interesting. I'd love to be able to... Uh, to talk to that listener and get a little bit more on that. I do think if you date men of different races, you can probably learn a lot by comparison 
and you probably get a different appreciation for the black man if you do make some comparisons. I'm not sure that comparison is a good thing, that we should be comparing, but I think it's an interesting quote. So, um, listener, if you're on, if you'd like to expand on that a little bit, you don't have to tell us your, your real name. That's the beauty of being on radio. You can be anybody you want to be. But if you're on, on with us, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you mean by that comment. The comment, again, was, I think the best way to love a black man is to date men of different races. Do you have any thoughts uh, on that, Doug? Well, I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, to me, I think there's a core uh, piece that, uh, that, that that's a part of all men. I think, you know, there's a, the popular notion that women are like spaghetti and men are like waffles. We, okay, well, I haven't heard the, that one before. Tell me oh, that one. Oh, yeah, see, spaghetti, all the stuff is just mixed in together and makes for a beautiful meal. Whereas men are like waffles, we compartmentalize things. Where we 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 tend to deal with things one at a time. We we don't carry eighteen emotions all at once and are able to deal with them. We can we can generally only tackle one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. But we're very good at tackling that one thing. Whereas yeah. women can go from happy to sad from politics to religion and bounce back and forth, men tend to deal with things one at a time. And and so that, when when women hit us with a variety of emotions or a variety of questions or you, you know, berate a man over an issue, we tend to shut down because we can only deal with so much at a time. Yeah. Okay. And then you add in yeah. culture, you put culture in on top of that, and that becomes you know, another layer that you have to understand and, and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So I think the and base layer is, is, is that multitask. You know, women can generally multitask better than men. I asked a lady at work, I said, can you think about your job, your kids, your husband, and be playing words for free and on the phone all at the same time with no problem? They're like, sure. A man can't do that. Men typically yeah. cannot do that. I can do Very one true. thing at a time, and that's it. So you have to be patient. That's where patience, women have to give men some patience and tolerance because we can only deal with so much at one given time. Yeah, and it goes back to one of the earlier comments, too, about the fact that um, when you're a, a woman who's trying to love a black man or a man of any race, but when you're a woman trying to love a black man, since that's the topic of this show, you have to expect that black men are going to be very different from the women who love them. And so you have to take into consideration that uniqueness and that individuality. Yes, it certainly is true that when you look at DNA, uh, over 90% of the DNA across all races is the same. And so as people, we are more alike than we are different. But there are cultural nuances and the ways we're socialized and the experiences that we go through and just a, a host of things differentiate our experience, and you have to take all of that into consideration. So we're not trying to um, to separate black men out. We're not trying to be racist in any way. But because I have me, doctor. For black men. Yes, ma'am. I have DeJanae on the line. She's the woman with the comment about dating men, men of different races. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so, again, let me just finish that thought. Thank you. And so mm-hmm. we're not trying to separate folks out, but just understanding that's 
that's the group that we know best, so we stick with what we know. All right, thank you so much. So help us. I like that that comment that you made, but uh, help us to understand a little bit more about what you meant by that. Yes, hi, good evening. Um, Good evening. I was listening to the conversation, and I agree with some of what you said. I thought a lot of it was really on point. But from my own uh, experience, I just feel that uh, variety is the spice of life. So that's pretty much what I mean when I say uh, how to love a black man is to date men of other races as well. Because I I don't think we should limit ourselves. Love is not just um, within our black community or within our black race. I think that we can find love outside of our race as well as with a black man. But and I how agree will we know that. unless we venture out? I, I agree with that. I do think you can find love in other races. But then also going back to our earlier conversation about authenticity, I think you have mm-hmm. to know yourself. And so just as there are black women who only date black men, there are black women who only date white men. I mean, you have to mm-hmm. know yourself and right. not date someone just because, but you have to date them because that's who you have a natural attraction to. So at the same time that we don't want to close ourselves off, we don't want to force ourselves to do anything that's inauthentic either. But I think if you are open to dating people of different races, then by all means I think you should because, you know, the heart has no color. And so exactly. wherever you find love, you need to go ahead and grab it. And so I'm just curious, so in terms of dating men of different races, did you learn anything in particular about black men as a result of that experience? Well, actually, I I did. I've learned that um, black men, they are faced with very special challenges. Men in general are, but um, just to piggyback a little bit on what you said about boys as they grow into men, unless they are um, nurtured early in life, and I do mean nurtured by men and women, there, there can be a kind of detachment in some men, and I think that is uh, something that we could take a look at uh, in the future, you know, just to see how young men are socialized in, in our society, and which leads to how they love the black woman. I hope that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, thank um, you. Yeah, I I just think that there's something that goes on within our culture that is not necessarily the same in other cultures. And that's what I learned about the black um, man is that when in dating other cultures of men, they don't see it the same way. You know, they don't look at us in the same way at times as our own do. And the experiences can be very different. Enlightening. Um, and broad. Very good. Thank you so much for your yeah. comments, and thanks to everyone yeah, that commented. Comment. Whether on, thank you. Yeah, whether on Facebook or you called in or email, texted, whatever you did. I'm so glad that people are listening. If you like what you hear, please tell other people about it. We're here the first Wednesday of every month. 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And so hang out with us. Send us some questions, comments. Let us know what you want to talk about, and we'd love to do that for you. In closing, because we are out of time, I want to 
Bye-bye. Say, oh, thank you. Um, just want to share with you some comments from, again, the, the book by Dr. Ron Elmore, How to Love a Black Man. He says, the real deal black man gets much of his sense of self-worth from his performance. Skill, achievement, conquest, acquisition, and competency are key for him in virtually all areas of life, including relationships. He possesses a wide and varied range of emotions, many of which are not available for outward display, often angry. I'm sorry, often afraid, angry, lonely, proud, or weary. He has survived repeated blows to his manhood, personally and historically. He's often more competent in showing his love than verbalizing it. He treasures his space, freedom, and independence, which can appear to be selfish. He's violently resistant to real or perceived failure, and he's familiar with and expects severe losses. The real deal black man is made of flesh and bone, the remarkable and the regrettable. He alone has the potential of desiring and experiencing your love and lavishing his love upon you. So let me thank my guest, Doug. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you this past hour. Thank you so much. It's Good luck with that project. Oh, man, keep us posted. We'll have you back. We want to know how things are going with your You Are Quality project, and I'm sure you'll be putting pen to paper. So when the book comes out, let us know. We'll bring you back and talk about the book. And, again, just to all of you who are listening, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It is my pleasure and my privilege to spend this time with you because it is truly my desire to strengthen families by building better relationships. So thank you for allowing me into your life and into your relationship, and I hope you'll join me again next month. Check me out on Facebook. We'll let you know what the topic will be. I'm at Dr. Dash Linda Wiley. Thanks, peace, and blessings. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in, and come back for more Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linda and Hank. Because it's all about you, it's all about me, it's all about us. I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride.